Recorded live. This is Friday, January 5th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 441 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set tonight to talk about our favorite topic of all time here in the radio network, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start off with our Wrestling News and Views here segment, which will be conducted by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, it will be making its triumphant return this coming Monday Afternoon from 3 to 5, 138744 pound right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived here with us here, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll be conducting the, the wrestling history here for today. We have some interesting moments here to talk about. So we'll be bringing that here to you here as well. Let's bring JD in here, of course, we'll be in, well, on what, we'll, we'll, but what we will have tonight is, of course, an explosive and dynamic episode 441 of, of course, the Mothership broadcast that we all know and love simply as Revolution. Yes, we will. Yes, indeed. And, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes from a group uh, started, of course, by a veteran of WCWS, Miss Sarah Elizabeth Martin. Of course, that group is entitled Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News. And if you want to join us for the live video feed for episode 441 of Revolution tonight, you can you can proceed to that page by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Shield Cena News if you want to uh, watch and listen to, the, to our broadcast here tonight. And, of course, if you want to go through the regular method, of course, of talkshoot.com, phone number, as always, is 1724-444-7444, call ID, one three eight oh five five pound. And ladies and gentlemen, by all means, please press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here this evening, which of course will be our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. And of course, we'll have some more fun here tonight. Hopefully, we we'll get some more folks on so we can do some more on our WWS mixed match challenge that we've been talking doing pretty much all week long here. And of course, we'll just have some more fun, fun, fun here with some other stuff, including. 
some wrestling jeopardy, some wrestling trivia, some fantasy matchups. You never know what we'll do here, folks. So please join us here as we as we get set to have a a a, a big a real big time here, of course, on the first Friday Revolution of 2018. Let's go, of course, through the Ice Man, Jared Geronimo of King Ice, for our wrestling news and views here segment for this evening. JD, please take it away, sir. Raw scored a 1.95 rating, up from 1.69 last week in its first episode of the new year, however. Considering the fact, however, it was up against college football, however, in the two big games, however, that did take place, however, last year's Raw, however, at this time did a 2.08 rating, or close to a 2.1 rating, with 2.976 viewers. It'll be interesting to see what happens this Monday, considering they're going to be going up against the national championship game. However, mind you, however, between Georgia and Alabama and Atlanta, and with Raw and Memphis, however, in Jerry the King Lawler's hometown, The Miz is supposed to return for the first time in six weeks, however, after being out, however, because of filming the Marine new movie, however, which stars Becky Lynch, of course, along with The Miz and Shawn Michaels, I believe. Meanwhile, however, two more competitors have been announced for the WWE Mixed Match Challenge as of today, and here they are. WWE has announced Naomi and Jimmy Uso will be the fifth team, while Nia Jackson and Paul Cruz will be number six. Meanwhile, however, WWE has announced they have canceled the 205 Live House show that was scheduled for Kingston, Rhode Island. The Ryan Center website cites, quote, routing and scheduling issues as the cause of the cancellation. WWE has already pulled the date from their live events page. However, the January 20th event in Lowell, Massachusetts, and the January 21st event in Poughkeepsie, New York, meanwhile, are still scheduled as of now. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, TNA's Impact viewership drew 309,000 viewers for the first show of the year, however, mind you, of 2018 this past week, however, considering it was up from 285,000 the previous week, however, mind you. Also speaking of TNA, however, we understand how our two TNA wrestlers, however, could be second or left, however, after what happened, however, last night. Meanwhile, John Cena has been already announced, however, for a guest appearance at WWE Fastlane, believe it or not, and will make a special appearance at the show. According to reports, however, here is his upcoming schedule. The Rumble on the end of the month, however, in Philadelphia and the night after, followed by the Monday Night Raw appearance February 5th, the Elimination Chamber February 25th in Las Vegas, the next night, the 26th, Fastlane March 11th, and WrestleMania 34, April 8th. So it looks like, however, now he is at it. Oh, it looks like he's going to have a pretty busy uh, month, a few months ahead of him, however. Like I said, February 5th, of course, will be the first, uh, I believe, the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, like I said, the Elimination Chamber will be in Las Vegas. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Meanwhile, however, WWE may be already planning to end the Yep, uh, may be already planning to end the Yep movement. Cage side seats reports that the handicap match of the Rumble, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against AJ Styles could be the start of another feud between Owens and Zayn. The two have been feuding off and on since the moment Owens arrived in NXT, and this is the first time the two have worked together in WWE. The rumors suggest that it will be Owens who turns on Zayn, and the two men who are destined to fight forever could end up doing so at WrestleMania this year, maybe in April in New Orleans for the first time. Of course, we will keep you up to date with this story. Meanwhile, however, Chris Jericho was recently asking Chris Jericho on Twitter about a possible rematch with Kenny Omega following their Alpha versus Omega match at Russell Kingdom 12 this past Thursday in Tokyo. He said that a rematch is possible, and here's the exchange. The fan wrote, 
I had I am Jericho already took set to go on the cruise, but hashtag Alpha vs Omega on a boat needs to be a thing. Congrats congrats on hashtag Wrestle Kingdom twelve. Such a phenomenal match. We'd love to see more of you in NJPW. The, the fan who has been identified as Jake at Jake EBF, however, said this, however. Jericho simply said and responded that I am Jericho, hashtag I am Jericho. You never know. So we could see a rematch maybe down the line between these two, considering they stole the show this past week. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else is going on? What else is going on? I did read some other news, however. Oh, yes, here we go. The story about Impact, however, as I was saying. Now that James Storm had his last Impact Wrestling match last night, Jeremy Borash and Abyss are the only TNA originals still left on the Impact roster. Abyss won't, won't debut right away, but he was around for the very first taping. Now, Impact Wrestling will hold TV tapings next week in Orlando, Florida, from January 10 to January 15. They will they are set to begin at 6 p.m. every day, and doors will open up at 5.30 p.m. This is the first tapings under Scott D. Moore and Don Cyrus Callis, and will lead into the lockdown pay-per-view coming up on April 22nd. And finally, some surprising news, however, that I did mention earlier today, however, offline, however, but this is a interesting story you guys might want to hear. According to reports, however, from Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio via WrestlingNewsSource.com, it appears that WWE has given up on Bailey. Here's what Meltzer had to say about the former women's champion at NXT standout. They have already given up on her, and they've given up on her a long, long time ago. When they're going to protect Mickey James over you, when Mickey James was brought in to be a filler to lose on the roster, that just tells you. The dice has been cast with her already. Very, very shocking indeed. Um, of course, uh, we I talked about this with, with, uh, with of course, the Iceman offline about this earlier today. Very, very shocking indeed. We'll talk more about this here in just a moment. Soon as oh, and uh, one other story real quick, however. A month, however, after suspending, however, mind you, however, Donna McNabb and Eric Davis admitted sexual harassment allegations. ESPN has now parted ways with the former NFL players turned analyst following an internal investigation. Believe it or not. According to Sports Business Daily, Sean Orund, a former NFL network wardrobe stylist, accused McNabb and Davis of sexual misconduct in a a lawsuit filed last month. The suit also named several other current and former NFL network employees, including Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, ex-NFL players Warren Sapp, Heath Evans, and Ike Taylor. McNabb allegedly sent the woman multiple sexually inappropriate text messages. Davis allegedly told her, you look like a woman who knows what to do in bed. Mr. Davis also asked the plaintiff to have rough, rough sex with him, the lawsuit said, and said that he wanted to choke plaintiff from behind until plaintiff begged him to stop. McNabb, of course, was a presence on ESPN's TV and radio shows, and Davis co-hosted an ESPN LA radio show. Uh, this seems to get way, way, way out of control here. I don't know what it is, but they feel that because they have that power, they feel they can go do whatever they want. But come back to bite them in the rear end, as they always say. Uh, thank, thank you very much, your JD. Now I do see, ladies and gentlemen, we do have coming on the line right now with us another fellow Western Pennsylvanian. Uh, of course, uh, we all know this gentleman quite well. He is a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, and he is a contributor on WWS Raw Radio. He is, of course, also known as the Heartbreak Kid. 
But of course, when we when, whenever we talk about this man, we always have to we do always greet him in the in the original way, just like the monumental character from the from the old TV show Happy Days, which is, of course simply known simply known as A. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Fonzie here joining us now. Fonzie, welcome to number four forty one of Revolution. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing well, sir. Thank you very much for joining us here, uh, JD. Thank you very much there for the news here tonight. Uh, of course, JD, along with King and W.O. Gerard K. Smith, is King Ice, your 2017 uh, WCWS Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that spit the print here in the radio network. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. Of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that combination. That's, and, of course, with the human suplex machine, John Gross, not yet on, not yet here with us. I will go ahead and bring you to uh, today here in wrestling history, of course, for January the 5th. <clears throat> Let's see what we have on tap right here, guys. 70 years ago today, which would put it at, I do believe, 19... Let's see. Yes. 1938 <clears throat> in Des Moines, Iowa. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Des Moines, Iowa. Orville Brown defeated Sonny Myers win the National Wrestling Association heavyweight title. When the National Wrestling Alliance formed about six months later, Brown would be its first champion. 22 years ago today, which was put it at, uh, let me see here, uh, 1997, yes, and it fell, let's see, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, uh, no, 1996, excuse me, 1996, excuse me, in Philadelphia, ECW presented House Party 96, so that would make better sense. The show was main evented by the final bout of the public enemy, who were leaving for WCW. The show also featured the ECW debut of RVD and the return of Shane Douglas. Highlights of the show would air on the January 16th, 23rd, and 30th um, episodes of ECW Hardcore TV. And here are the matches that took place at that event. 9-1-1, and Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated the Eliminators, Kronos and, uh, Kronos and Saturn. RVD defeated Axel Rotten. Two Cold Scorpio defeated Mikey Whipwreck to win the ECW World TV title. Taz defeated Hack Myers by submission. Bubba Ray Dudley pinned Jimmy Del Rey. The Bad Crew and J.T. Smith and Tony Stetson fought to a no contest. Oh, okay. The Sandman defeated Conan by knockout to retain the ECW World Heavyweight title. Sabu defeated uh, Stevie Richards. And the public enemy, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock, defeated the gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa Saeed. Let's see, seven, year, seven years ago today, which would which would put it at, uh, let me see here. Uh, 2011. Thank you very much. New Japan Pro Wrestling introduces the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. The championship, at first the mid-card title for New Japan, kind of like WWE's version of the Intercontinental title, has, thanks in large part, to Shinsuke Nakamura's 10-month run in 2012 and 13, become more, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck if I can't pronounce this word, A-N-A-L-O-G-O-U-S. Analogies. Thank you. To the World Heavyweight Championship during WWE's brand extension era. The championship was first won by MVP in May of 2011 during their first tour of the United States. Uh, 
let's see, seven years, let's see, uh, that's right, seven years ago today, which would also put it 2011, Paul Orndorff reveals during an interview on Sirius XM Radio's Busted Open that he had, he had been diagnosed with cancer. Seven months later, Orndorff announced he was cancer-free. Let's see, let's see, uh, let's see, let's see, three years ago today, which would put it at uh, 2015, on Raw from Corpus Christi, Texas, Bad News Barrett defeated Dolph Ziggler 2-1 to one in a best-of-three falls match to win the WWE Intercontinental title. It was only the second worst thing to happen to Ziggler on what was John Cena Appreciation Night. Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Ryback were all fired to end the show for siding with John Cena at Survivor Series against the authority. Authority sucks. Okay, yeah, there you go. Two years ago today, we put it at 2016, TNA presented the first impact of the pop TV era from the Sands Bethlehem Event Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. J.D., where is Bethlehem? J.D.? J.D.? He stepped away. Fonzie, maybe you know, where is Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? I guess both of our gentlemen have stepped away here. I'll have to ask him in just a few minutes. The show is noted for the return of James Storm after he had briefly left the promotion the prior summer. The show also had a pair of debuts. The Miracle, Mike Bennett, and his wife, Maria Canellis, both from Ring of Honor. The show also... I'm back. The okay. J.D., I was, I was going, to, uh, going to ask you a question here. I was talking about a moment here. It was the first impact... Um, Two years ago today was the first impact on pop TV. They had it in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Where is Bethlehem? Bethlehem is over in the eastern half of the state by Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. Uh, it's about four or five hours away. It's in the, okay. the eastern half of the state. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Really helpful. I think it's like Harrisburg, Hershey, Scranton, around that area. However. Okay, thank you very much, sir, sir. The show also featured the conclusion of the TNA World Title Series, a World Cup-style tournament put together from previously taped matches in an effort to crown a new TNA World Champion. And here are the matches that took place from this special uh, Actually, impact. it's 289 miles or 465 kilometers, which, like I said, uh, just I'm doing my map quest here. Uh, driving distance, how it is, I'll tell you in just a second. Four and a half, yeah, four and a quarter hours away. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, okay. All right, thank you very much, here, JD. Uh, here is some matches that took place from the first impact of the Pop TV era from a couple of years ago. Ethan Carter III defeated Bobby Lashley in a semifinal match in the TNA World Title Series. Matt Hardy defeated Eric Young in a semifinal match in the TNA World Title Series. Bobby Roode defeated Brown to retain the TNA King of the Mountain title. Gail Kim and the Beautiful People, Madison Rain and Velvet Sky, defeated the Dollhouse, Jade, Marty Bell, and Rebel. Ethan Carter III defeated Matt Hardy to win the TNA World Title Series and the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. A little D.Y. Kate or a little Did You Know, Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported in late December that this wasn't the original planned ending of the series. The final four would have remained the same. Lashley would have, been, would have beaten Carter via countout and defeated Hardy in the final to win the title. The ending was changed likely after the announcement of TNA signing a new deal 
with Pop TV. And that is all we've got here, folks. No, um, no, no, um, no birthdays to report here t- tonight. So uh, <clears throat> there, there you have it. Here with, and like I said, unless it's on another source, uh, I'll have to double check that. And we'll, if there is, we'll bring some. We'll find out, and we'll let you know here later on here in the show. But uh, there it is with the rest of history here for today. Uh, <clears throat> I do also see that coming in on the live video feed from Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News. I do see that the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, uh, 2016 Hall of Famer, is also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, uh, is also made it on here. She's actually saying she's on here now and she's ready for some Jeopardy. Fascinating. So we'll have to see what we can conjure up here. Okay. Uh, in the meantime here, J.D., we also thank you, sir, for providing us with the rest of the news and views here for tonight. Let's take care of this here while we while we find this something. While we, while we think of something here. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 441 of WWS Revolution, of course, for uh, Friday, January 5th, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie and the last kicker Anne Marie Rickenbach here with us here <clears throat> here tonight. Uh, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. We have not heard from him or anyone else, but hopefully we'll hear some from some other folks here coming up here during at some point here during the show. Uh, while we kind of uh, ponder all this, uh, JD, I got you and Fonzie on the line here. Uh, we can. Uh, hmm. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, Let's see. Let's, uh, while we try to get some more folks to pop on here for this, we'll come up with just uh, two matches apiece in our mixed match challenge that we have going on. Uh, just to get it all continued warmed up here, ready to go. Uh, let's see, I'll come up with one here. Hmm. Let, let me see here. Uh, uh, oh, very, very interesting. Mm. Okay, let's give this. Let's give this one a try. Uh, this is going to be a. This is going to be somewhat of a shot in the dark, but this is something. This is the best I can come up with right now. Goldberg teaming up with Medusa hmm. versus Rob Van Dam and Bailey. Uh, JD, what do you think? I am going to say uh, Goldberg. Okay. Fonzie, what do you think, bud? Hans, are you still with us? Okay, he must have had to step away here for just a bit. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just I'll just get my opinion here. Uh, this will all be pretty interesting here. Um, I gotta say, Goldberg and Medusa. 
Uh, uh, Fonz, are you back with us? Okay, he should have probably had to step away here for this. I'm back. Day. I'm back. Sorry. There he is. That's okay. That's all right. Finally, the match the match that I made in the mixed match challenge was Goldberg and Medusa versus RVD and Bailey. Jeez. <laughs> I gotta go with Goldberg. Okay. All right. There you go. All right, JD, you're up next one, man. All right. Let's go with Ric Flair and Precious. Jimmy uh-huh. Garvin's wife, tell her who once he had a interesting fling with, and let's put him up against uh, hmm. Okay. Let's do the Hulkster and Wendy Richter. Ooh, that'll be good. Yep. I don't. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Hulk and Wendy. Yeah, I'm going with that too. Or is that Fonzie? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hulk. 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 Okay, there you go. Uh, okay, Fonzie, you're up next, man. Uh, I'm thinking, geez, uh, how? All right, I have to go with. I have to go with this. Ric Flair, Charlotte versus Bruno C. Martino and Trish Stratus. Oh, Bruno and Trish versus who? Bruno C. Martino. Yeah, Bruno and Trish versus who? Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair. That's a good oh, one. That is a good one. That's a Ooh, good, that's good a one. Nice. I would have gone with that one, but that's not that one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, I have to go with uh, the Flair family. I'm going with Bruno. Oh, man, that's a toss-up for me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? I'm not, and I know we haven't done too many of these in the mixed match challenge, but might as well go and use one of these now. I'm going to say a draw. I can't choose. I just can't choose. Right. Okay. Uh, Good one. Excellent one there, Fonzie, indeed. Uh, we'll come up with one more here apiece. Uh, let me see here. Let me, um, let me, let me, uh, let me see here. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, Oh, okay, I got it. Wait a minute, okay. You want, let's go a little old school here, guys. Y'all might like get a kick out of this one. Bam Bam Bigelow and Ludovic Sean versus Jerry the King Lawler and the Cat. Oh. What do you think there, J.D.? 
Katie. I think he went to the he took a bond to the. No, Super I'm Bowl. here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Ah. <laughs> you hear what his match was? Uh, I did not hear it. No. Okay, now let me let me repeat that. Then we're going we're going old school here, JD. It's uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon versus Jerry the King Lawler and the Cat. I'm going with the King and the Cat. Ooh, there you go. We say finally. Uh, the king, the king and the cat. Yeah, I got seen King Kitty on that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crown that pussy. <laughs> and a final at Brooklyn, the Penguins four, the New York Islanders zero. With a shout out by Dustin Jury. Nice. Back on the winning uh, edge. They, they suffered last night. They needed this win tonight. Big time. And you know what? Uh, Sidney Crosby leads the all-time with one point in, like, the most points against one team. And he had, like, a three-point night tonight, I think. Nice. He, he needs to get on track. He was invited to the NHL All-Star game, which no, I don't that's a, Who cares about the All-Star game? He worries about the All-Star game? Yeah. Stanley Cup comes more than the All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's next? Me? Yes, you, buddy. Okay, let's go with Roman Reigns in China. Oh, oh, oh Lord, Amber. Yeah. Versus KO, and KO's tag team partner will be Nia Jax. Oh, would you pull this out? Out of my uh, bag of, my my satchel bag, shall we say. And I'm going to go with KO and Nia. Who was the other one, JD? It was uh, China and Roman. I gotta go with China and Roman on that. Oh man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> tough one here. Oh man. Uh, uh, do you believe in the ninth wonder of the world? Uh, oh man. Uh, you know what? In this case, I think I will. I'm gonna say Roman and China as well. Man, nice ones here, guys. Nice ones indeed. All right, Fonzie, you got one more opportunity here, my man. Go for it. All right. Diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this. Kurt Angle, Michelle McCool versus... The Undertaker and Jacqueline. Oh! The Taker and Jackie versus who? Kurt Angle and Michelle McCool. That's a good one. That's a real good one. I like that one. I'm going with Kurt. I'm going with Kurt on that one. Kurt and Cool. There you go. Yeah, Kurt and McCool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if Jacqueline's gonna make anybody rest in peace. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, 
Oh, gosh. You know, i got to say Kurt and Cool as well. <clears throat> I know who John would pick if he was here. So, But anyway, uh, some good ones there, guys. Some good ones there indeed. Uh, well, well, uh, I did notice that the last kicker did have to did 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 pop off here. I don't know if she'll be back on or not, but in the meantime, uh, let me see if I can if I can uh, if I can dig up some uh, if we can if we can dig up some. Uh, Maybe maybe wait on some wait on some jeopardy, but maybe uh, uh, someone's shooting me. Why why is someone shooting? Okay. Okay. Uh, why in the world is he doing that? Uh, let's see here. Okay, guys, I got I got some right here. Um, this is a page we always would use on some, on occasion. And y'all, you, I'm sure JD, you remember this page, FunTrivia.com. Um, I actually have found one in which he, it's actually kind of got has a mixture of some questions that come from different categories and stuff here. So it's kind of, so it's not like one it's not one set of uh, questions. Okay. Uh, so, J- J.D., you game there, bud? For Jeffrey? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Fonzie, uh, uh, you want to give it a whirl? Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. Okay. All right, we, so we, got, we got a bunch here we could probably go through all night long with this. Okay. All right, here we go here, guys. Here's the first question. This is not wrestling Jeopardy, guys. This is regular wrestling trivia, okay? Okay. Let you know. Okay. All right. Which of the following four wrestlers has never been a member of the Four Horsemen. Sting, Paul Roma, Kurt Henning, or Bobby Eaton, J.D.? Bobby Eaton. Bonzi? Um, Bobby Heyman? You're right. It is, it is, in fact, Bobby Eaton. Sting joined the Four Horsemen in 89 and stayed a member for a year. Both Kurt Henning and Paul Roma joined the Horsemen for a year in 93 and 97, respectively. Question number two. How was Sunshine related to gorgeous Jimmy Garvin? J.D. Me. Bonzi? I'm going to say what J.D. said. The answer was cousin. Sunshine was Jimmy's first valet. 
The team worked together in WCCW and feuded with the Von Erich family. Jimmy's main nemesis were David Von Erich. David had on one occasion spanked Sunshine in the middle of the ring because of her constant interference in matches. Jimmy also lost a bout to David in Spanish. <laughs> in which Sunshine and Jimmy had to be David's servants for a day. Jimmy replaced Sunshine with his wife, Precious. It was noted that Sunshine was replaced because she was causing trouble in her cousin's marriage to Precious. Okay, there you go. All right. Question number three, guys. And this one doesn't have any choices either. What is the main event on Thanksgiving 2018? Is it in John's house with a rope, however? (laughs) (laughs) Is it still coming over with Brock Lesnar and Billy Gunn and Kevin Nash? Is it John inviting Roman Reigns to dinner? Or is it AJ Styles coming to be uh, phenomenal and also invite Bobby Roode and it'll be glorious? Or he all the above. Or is it JD making a trip to Pittsburgh to kick the living crap out of the ice pan? That's she. And Fozzie is up there already waiting with a pet. Yeah, there you go. And the answer is, he's waiting to kick the living crap out of the Exactly. Yeah. The good thing he's not on here yet. There. Yeah, but I know okay. once he hears it, he'll be laughing about it. Oh, he'll go back and listen to it. You know he will. All right, question number three here, guys. In April 1988, Harry Wyndham, a longtime fan favorite, joined the Horsemen for the first time to the, to the disgust of friends and fans. To cement his status, he turned on one of his allies during a tag team match. Who was it, J.D.? Dusty Rhodes. Bonzi. Dusty Rhodes. It was Lex Luger. That was my idea. Mm. At the time, Lincoln and Luger were the reigning NWA Tag Team Champions, having just won the belts of one month prior at the very first class of champions. Flair and his cohorts have been courting Barry for some time and chose the perfect time for his defection. By turning on Luger, he allowed Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson to regain the titles that they have dropped at the Clash. Oh, boy, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) Question number four. Who are the members of the tag team, the American Males, who wrestled together from 95 to 96? Bagwell and Riggs. John, I mean, Fonzie. What was the question? Who are the members of the tag team known as the American Males who wrestled together from 95 to 96? I'm going to agree with J.D. I thought y'all would be right. It was Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs. Even though their title reign was still real. Oh, Lord, don't you stop. <laughs> Short-lived, the American Males were one of WCW's most popular tag teams during their time together. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't that true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. JD, here, here's uh, you start off with this. Here's the next question right here. 
What do you call a wrestler who intentionally loses in order to build hype for his or her opponents? Pete. Uh, okay, uh, Fonzie? Google JD. It is a jobber. Jobbers are most of the time rookie wrestlers or non-popular wrestlers who are scripted to lose in order to promote another wrestler. One example of a jobber is the WWE's Brooklyn Brawler. Okay, guys, this is a who am I uh, question. Tonight is the first ever WrestleMania. My match is next, and I'm about to challenge for the Intercontinental title. Who am I, J.D.? Who is the JYD Junkyard Dog? Fonzie. Junkyard Dog. Yeah, correct. Junkyard Dog was set to face the Intercontinental Champion at the time, Greg Valentine, at WrestleMania with the title on the line. It seemed that Valentine had won the match when he rolled up Junkyard Dog for the victory, despite holding on to the ropes. However, Tito Santana stormed the ring and informed the referee of Valentine's actions, leading to the, to the ref deciding to re- restart the match. Valentine was less than happy about this reversal of decision and simply walked out of the match. Although Junkyard Dog won the match by countout, he did not win the Intercontinental title. His WWE rules state that a championship cannot change hands via DQ or countout. And of okay. course, I would uh, have a Blaze Steel Cage match months later with Tito Santana to drop the title back to Santana in Baltimore. That's uh, right. I do remember that. All right, next question. Which ECW stable included members such as Chris Benoit, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Shane Douglas? JD. The Triple Threat. Freeway JD. It was, in fact, the Triple Threat. It was created by Shane Douglas, the rival WCW's Four Horsemen. Other members included Two Cold Scorpio, D. Malenko, Chris Candido, and Supreme. Question number eight. Where was Mr. Fuji born? JD. What's that? Where was Mr. Fuji born? Uh, Osaka, Japan. Fonzie? Japan. He was born in Hawaii. Huh. He was born in Hawaii in 1935. He is a Japanese-American by birth. Mr. Fuji began his career as a wrestler. Of course, he held the World Tag Team titles five times. He held the titles three times with Toru Tanaka and Mr. Saido. He was managed by the late great Lou Albano. Mr. Fuji turned to management after retiring from active wrestling. He served as the manager for Don Morocco. He also guided demolition to the WWF World Tag Team titles. Mr. Fuji was infamous for throwing salt in the face of his wrestler's opponents to help them win. Because we remember WrestleMania 9 when he did that to uh, Bret Hart in that title match against Yokozuna. Yeah, WrestleMania 9, yeah. Remember that, yeah. Question number nine. In May 1993, on Ric Flair's television segment of Flair for the Gold, founding members Flair and the Andersons had been teasing a horseman reunion for a while. What the fans had expected and what they got was a different thing. Who was the final horseman revealed on this night, J.D.? Oh, the gym rat, the little pissant that he was. Pretty Paul Roman, the biggest joke ever. Bonzi? Green with J.D. on that one. All right, both of y'all be right. It was Paul Roma, who, along with Jim Powers, comprised the Jobber to Stars tag team in the WWF from 87 to 90, was the final member. Roma achieved some some more success as a member of Power and Glory with the late Hercules Hernandez in 90 to 91. 
After an ill-fated attempt at a boxing career, he returned to wrestling in WCW. His introduction as a horseman was a complete shock, at, at least to a lot of folks, and this was the weakest incarnation of the faction. Roma did not fit in with Arn and Rick, who to this day regret his inclusion and vice versa. Question number 10. Who were the members of the Colossal Connection who wrestled together from 89 to 90, J.D.? What was the question again? Sorry. Who were the members of the Colossal Connection who wrestled from 89 to 90? Andre the Giant and Haku. Me. Bonzi? Andre the Giant. You're right. King Haku and Andre would reign supreme from 89 to 90. They were managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan. The Colossal Connection broke up at WrestleMania 6 when Haku and Heenan blamed Andre, Andre for the loss. Demolition won the belts from him at WrestleMania 6. This was also the night that Andre returned to be in a fan favorite. I all remember that. Okay, let's see what we have right here, folks. Uh, let's see. Coming up here. Excuse me there. Sorry. What was the question? I haven't asked it yet. Oh, I was waiting for I was waiting for the next page to load up. Okay, here we go. Next question, JD. What is the term for a wrestler who performs in a manner that generates positive fan reaction? JD. What is the term for a wrestler who performs in a manner that generates positive fan reaction? Uh, fan favorite. Okay, Fonzie? Fan favorite. <laughs> Give it to you. It's actually, they also use, they also said baby face. So that's the same thing. Or simply face wrestlers generally seen as a good guy. The noble faces include, of course, Hulk Hogan and, and of course, Goldberg. However, the act in the late Eddie Guerrero who drew cheers even when they did some not so nice things. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Caffeine free mountain dew. Yes. There you go. Next question. The million dollar corporation was set up by the million dollar man Ted DiBiase in nineteen ninety four. Along with Bam Bam Bigelow, who was the first member of this corporation, J D. Okay. Yeah, sorry. What was the question? Okay. Again, let me, let me re-ask it. <clears throat> the Million Dollar Corporation was set up by Ted DiBiase in 1994. Right. Along with Bam Bam Bigelow, who was the first member of this corporation? Tatanka. Positive. Tatanka. Believe it or not, Nikolai Volkov. <sighs> the only stars of the Million Dollar Corporation to hold championships during their time in this table were Money, Inc., of course, Ted DiBiase and IRS, and the ringmaster, who, of course, would be later on known as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Question number 13. <clears throat> what former manager coined the phrase Pennsylvania Inc., J.D.? Pennsylvania Inc., what was the thing? What former manager coined the phrase Pennsylvania Inc.? The fashion play, classy Freddie Blassie. Bonzi? You agree with J.D.? That's right. He used this phrase early on in his career to describe a fellow wrestler. Freddie was a top heel manager in the WWF. He led the team of Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik to the tag team titles at the first WrestleMania. 
Freddie used to use his cane and knock out Barry Windham, a long line team to beat Barry and Mike Rotunda. The U.S. Express pursued Volkov in the shape for months before they finally won back the belts. Freddie has managed Hulk Hogan, Adrian Adonis, and Jesse Ventura. Freddie Bassi sadly passed away in 2003. Question number 14. <clears throat> the Four Horsemen more or less came to pass in January 1986 when Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, and the Andersons had to share an interview during which one of the four made a reference to the famed Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Who made this legendary comment? Arn Anderson. Fonzie? Arn Anderson. It was indeed Double A himself, Arn Anderson. Of course, we all know about all about Arn Anderson. I won't go into great detail about that. We all know about that. Yes, sir. Question number 15. Uh, JD, who was the original? Who were the original members of the Dream Team who wrestled together from '85 to '88? Sorry, what was the question? Who were the original members of the Dream Team who wrestled from '85 to '88? Uh, that would be Greg Valentine and Bruce Beefcake. Bobby. All right, that's correct. Beefcake and Valentine, wrestling together from 85 to 87 and managed by luscious Johnny Valiant. Brutus was removed from the group in 1987 and replaced by Dino Bravo. Bravo and Valentine were then known as the new green team. Uh, John just got the message me on Facebook, and I can't get to find out what that is. Can you tell me, can you find out from him what he was trying to let me know? Tell me. Uh... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, he's on. Crap. He. <laughs> I think he was trying to tell me he's on. Never mind. Uh, John, I am so sorry, my man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we did not realize this here, but the human, uh, human surface machine, John Gross, uh, and also the rattlesnake and Neil Patel has also joined us here on the chat box as well. Gentlemen, welcome to number 441 here of Revolution. Gentlemen, uh, uh, so, so JD and Fonz, if y'all don't mind, uh, we'll what I'll start doing here. We'll do one at a time here. JD, I'll do, I'll give you a question. Then Fonz, I'll give you your own question, and then John, I'll give you your own question, and then Neil, I'll give you your own question. Is that fair enough to everybody? Yeah, that's fine. Fonz, I mean John, I mean JD, is that is that fine? Is that okay? What's that? Since I just found out John and Anil are on the chat box, what I'm going to do, I'm going to split Yeah, let, it up. Let, 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 I'll step out for a little bit. Let them start answering for a little bit. I can take a breather. Okay. 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 Uh, Fonzie, we're going to let you do this one here. This is all going to be your question, bud. This is your question. So, all right. Here we go here, guy. So, Fonzie, listen carefully, bud. Okay. What is the term used to describe a wrestler who usually cheats and badmouths fans in order to generate a negative response. I'm going to say Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Now, what is the term used? What, what are they referred to as? Think of the back of your foot. Uh, disrespectful. Yeah, thing with the back of your foot. I said disrespectful. 
Right, yeah, but the thing about it is, what, what is on the back of your foot, bud? Back of my foot? Yes. Four-letter word is at the back of your foot. An ankle. Four-letter word. Heel. You're right, that's it. Heels are the bad guys of wrestling. Some notable heels include... Million dollar man, Teddy Biasi, and the Iron Sheet. Yeah, think of, think of it that way. There, yeah, there you go. Oh boy, <laughs> John, John, this is your question right here, bud. Okay, here's your question, John. It's the Royal Rumble pay per view, circa 1996. Diesel just cost me a chance to become the WWF Intercon. I mean, WWF Heavyweight Champion. Who am I? John, you are correct. You would be the Undertaker, and he wouldn't. Uh, being an Undertaker fan, he would know that. <laughs> Diesel was not in a good mood after losing the, the heavyweight belt a few months earlier. Diesel had been enjoying a championship reign, which had lasted over a year. While Diesel was scheduled to be a part of the Royal Rumble match, Undertaker was scheduled to challenge Bret Hart for the for the WWF title. Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble match last. Lastly, eliminating Diesel by delivering sweet chin music, which sent Diesel over the top rope. Later in the main event of the evening, Undertaker had nailed Bret Hart with his tombstone piledriver, finishing move. But before the pin could be made, Diesel appeared and pulled the referee out of the ring. This led to a DQ win for Undertaker, but meant Bret Hart retained WWF title. And Neil, if you can hear me, bud, this is your question. Okay? So listen very carefully, Neil. This is for you. Neil, the Varsity Club stable was formed in the NWA in 1987 and reformed again in WCW in 1999. Which three stars were a part of the WCW reformation? If you get at least one of them there, uh, Neil, that's okay. I'm here. Yeah, I was waiting. Yeah, this was, we were, we were uh, John had already answered a question. I was giving Neil an opportunity to answer. Okay. To see if, see if, if he's going to answer. Um, I don't know if he heard me or not. Popping popcorn. Pop of popcorn? 
Who's popping popcorn? Amy. Okay, I hear some pop. I hear some pop. Okay. Anil, are you are you still with us, bud? Or do you want do you, would you like to answer this question? And we don't want to leave you out here, bud. Okay, thank you, John. Okay, apparently Neil cannot hear anything. Okay, John, thank you very much, but thanks for letting me know. J.D., I'm going to give you this question that I was going to give him, Neil. Apparently he can't hear anything, so we're just going to do it this way. I'll give you this question right here, J.D. Listen very carefully. If you're listening, J.D. J.D. J.D., pour water on your face. Can he get out of the bathroom? What's that story? Okay. okay, apparently Neil's not going to be able to, to hear the questions. I'm, so I'm going to give you the question I was going to ask him. Okay. All right. Listen very carefully, J.D. Sure. The Varsity Club stable was formed in the NWA in 1987 and reformed again in WCW in 1999. Which three stars were a part of the WCW reformation? Rick, Rick Steiner, Kevin Sullivan, and uh, Mike Rotunda. That's right. The Varsity Club reformed at Star K99 and joined Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a match against another WCW stable, the Revolution. No, not 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 our Revolution. Another. Uh, question number nineteen. Fonzie, this question goes to you. Uh, think about this one very carefully there, uh, Uh Here we go. Who led Buddy Landale to a national heavyweight title victory over Terry Taylor? Oh, I know this one. That's... I always get the hard ones. Well, like I say, what I'm going to do here for fun here, guys, I know normally... Y'all would ask for it, or I would ask you for it. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to volunteer your some hints for you. And in this case, if you remember anything at all about the Four Horsemen, this was this man that this man officially managed the Four Horsemen. Did he wear glasses? Yes, he did. Remember his goddamn name. You know what? Maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna do this here. Being very generous tonight. Since Fonzie brought up a very good point about this man, I'm gonna give it to him. Yeah. Fonzie, the answer is James J. Dillon, but you're but he did wear glasses. Yeah. Who, who, what was his name? J.J. Dillon. James J.J. Dillon. That's it. There you go. Okay, John, here is your question. Okay, here, uh, John, here's your question. The group, which many consider the finest, included 
Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, Tully Blanchard, and of course J.J. Dillon as the manager. The reason why they are considered the best is because, in addition to their considerable talents, they also held they also all held titles simultaneously. Which of the following wrestlers are matched with the wrong championship? Is it Ric Flair NWA Heavyweight Title, Barry Windham NWA United States Title, Double A and Tully NWA Tag Title, or Arn Anderson NWA TV Title? And, John, you are right. It is, in fact, Arn Anderson and NWA TV title. While AA held the NWA slash WWE TV title four times from 86 to 95, he did not hold the belt during this run of the Horseman, which lasted from April of 88 to September of 88. During this period, Anderson formed one of the most successful and formidable duos with Kelly Blanchard. This special group, along with their infamous manager, was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2012 by their longtime enemy, if you will, Jesse Rosen, the American Dream. Live and in public, baby. You know, I like the heartbreak kid finds that he's my main, my main man. <laughs> Katie, you got to wake up now, man. You got to be cool. Wake up there, J.D. No, I'm awake. I'm, I'm listening. Go ahead. Hey, you know, I'm gonna give you the bionic elbow there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the, one of my one of the fruits of my loins give give you give you something that's weed. All right, question. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I had I had yeah that yeah, that was a great guess, John. Very good indeed. All right, JD, you're up next, sir. But here All we right. go. Who are the members of the Insiders who wrestled together from 2000 to 2001? DDP and Kevin Nash. That's it. So they tagged together when Nash was having his first run in WCW. It was before his run as Diesel. They reunited years later after the NWO started to both all in their own packs. The name was a play on the Outsiders, which consisted of Nash and Scott Hall. Okay. Fonzie, here you go. Think very carefully here, my man. Very carefully. You're doing fine. Think very carefully. Oftentimes, a wrestler dresses in a manner that promotes a certain stereotype or wears a costume with a certain theme. What is this called? I don't know. It is called a gimmick. A gimmick is a certain theme applied to a certain wrestler. For example, Undertaker used a uses a dead man gimmick. Other examples include Doink the Clown, Gangrel, who was a vampire, and Yokozuna, who was a sumo wrestler. Uh, I guess I learned everything. Well, hey, but that's the question I had. But but this is this is the best way to look. This is the best way to learn there, Tommy. I know. This is always this is always the best this is always the best way this is always the best way to learn. Well, guys, 
I do happen to notice on here, while we were having some fun with all this, that the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, has now popped back on here with us for the live video feed, and she is once again saying that she wants to play some Jeopardy. So, I think... I think I think we need to really step that up a little bit. So I am going to uh, you know what? Let's let's see if we let's see if we can find a little Jeopardy. Of course, me. So uh, hmm. so and we're going we're going to try to find something here for you here, my dear. Uh, and JD said she she is, and I like what JD said about her last night too. Uh, when we told her when we, when when Bonzi could not believe how tall she is. Uh, uh, by the way, here she did want to thank you, JD, for that compliment. Uh, JD, you did hear that. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, but you but if you did hear what I didn't I didn't mention that the comment you gave to Anne um last night after we told after we told Fonte about how tall she was she is. Uh, which is which is Well she she she, she appreciated the compliment. Though. Oh no problem. She said that she had she had You're a welcome. big she had a big heart. Yes. She has a big heart. Not had, has. Yes. Very good. All right, let's see here. I'm trying I'm to try to find a most recent one if I can. So, so forgive me if I if I cannot find anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, JD. Hmm. Uh, I'd like to say something. We did this uh, Jeopardy thing. Yeah. Whenever Chad's ready, I'd like to say something. Sure. Well, Fonzie, while I'm looking, please go ahead and uh, to fill in the time. Please go ahead and uh, and uh, and um, and uh, proceed. With, with, if you like something, off, you want to get off your chest, please proceed. Okay. Um, I've been have this thing on my chest. I want to get out of it, and. Um, I know I have a great friend like you guys and like Chad, John, and Anna, Michelle, D, uh, DRT, and JD. Um, I like to do this, you know, every night. And I know the last time I didn't do it every night because whatever was the consequences or something. Um, if I did anything, like, to anyone, you guys, you know, ruined the show, my heart and everything, and I apologize if I did something or if I made somebody upset because I love to do this show, and it gets me... Like, keep my mind off of things. These past few days has been in a rough, in a bumpy road. 
and I'm trying to get out of it, and it's really hard for me right now. Um, it's just, right now, it's just hard because, you know, uh, I don't have anyone else to talk to besides the show, and it just keeps my mind occupied for a while. And, like, if I, like, say something with the F-bomb, with the bar, whatever, I apologize if I and defend somebody. And I love to do this show because keeps my mind occupied and and I've been doing in a rough couple days in the like in the bumpy road area uh worrying about some something stupid. Don't make no sense and I get myself in trouble. And I don't know what else to say because you guys are like my family and I appreciate if you let me come on every night and just get my mind occupied. It will be wonderful. And, you know, it's up to the manager, the chat or JD, John, whatever, who's running the show. I love to come on every night to get my mind occupied. Uh, and I appreciate it if you let me come on. If not, then that's okay. I don't have to come on every every night, but I do. I want to come on because this would get my mind off, off, occupied off of something stupid. Don't worry about anything. You uh, know, and I get myself in trouble, and I'm trying to get out of their trouble, and I'm stuck. Uh, I'm stuck in a bumpy road, or I'm stuck in on like on the dirt, trying to get out, and nobody's pushing to help. And I'm trying to do it myself, and it's hard. And that's why I want to get off of my chest, JD, Chad, John, and um, Michelle, whoever's listening right now, just please let me come on and get my mind occupied. And let me get out of this dirt road, bumpy road, wherever I'm at right now, just to go back where I was before and I want to get out of it. And if you guys can try to help me, that will be perfect. So I want to hear you guys' response and statement, what I just said. Okay, well, well <clears throat> J.D., if you, have, you, want, you, want, you want to bring in a comment on it, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm, I, 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 don't worry. I, I, I'm not much to say except that he knows I would. So I'll let you take over from there. Okay, well, sitting here and listening, here, what 
one aspect that we've always that we've always strived and thrived to do here in WWS is that we we always strive and thrive to invite folks to come in and speak their mind about I mean even though primarily yes our primary uh, uh, issue of discussion is uh, um, is wrestling and I mean that that we give I mean we give everybody a good public forum you know to to you know, speak their mind about wrestling in any way shape or form regardless if it's anything from the past or if it's anything about the present anything they've heard about anything that might happen in the future that sort of thing like that. But of course, also if they want to talk about anything else, and I mean, there are other avenues that they can that they can discuss certain things, certain things like that. And you know, as Fonzie said, get off get off your chest and everything. <clears throat> I mean, that that's that's quite all right. You know, that's that that's quite all right. Um, and you know, I personally. The reason why I like I've always started these shows is because, like I said, I wanted everyone to come on and, you know, be a part of something special. You know, when they had nothing else, when they when they when they had something they wanted to talk about and it was all bottled up on the inside. They wanted something they wanted some they needed to go somewhere to to just to just simply they needed to just really Uncork it, open up the cork and just let it all out. They couldn't keep it. They couldn't keep it closed up. And the thing about it is, you know, you keep it. You keep it that for too long and all that, it will eventually explode, and you have one huge mess on your hands. I know that's kind of a odd way of saying it, but this is what this. That's what. That's where these shows come in. You know, everybody wants wants to talk about talk about different things. I mean, yes. Um, you know, people may, may 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 talk about different things other than wrestling and all. And sometimes there may be some folks that may get once in a while a little bit annoyed about this, that, and the other, you know. But I always explain to them and say, look, you know, we primer we still stay focused on what we talk about here all the time, and that is, like I said, our primary focus is wrestling. We've got one show on. We got one show here in the network. That we talk about every, every that we talk about any that anything other than wrestling, which JD you know which one knows knows which one that is. Was me and him primarily oversee that show, uh, but for the most part, like I said, every, all the other shows are reserved for that purpose. We're not we're not hurting anybody else by you know by by having, inviting other folks to pop on. And, and spreading their word and all that. If anybody, you know, wanted to discuss, you know, you know, discuss more people popping on, then I mean, all they have to do is just come to me and we we discuss it and all that. And all we just simply have to do is just, like I said, work through it. Just give it a try. And if they if they feel comfortable with it, okay. If they don't, I mean, like I said, that's pretty much up to them. I mean, I, I'm not making, and JD knows this for a fact. As JD's heard me say this on many occasions, Gerard and Michelle has as well. That I don't make people come on this, come on these shows. I invite people to come on these shows. It's entirely up to them, to everybody that I invite. If they want to come on here and and be a part of this, 
It is 100% up to them. Gerard, Michelle, JD, John, Ann, Bobby, Ponzi, Kendrick, anybody. Everybody is... We're, like I said, that, that's what the U.S. and WWS is, and I'm sure Fonzie, you've heard us talk about this multiple times. The, the U.S. and WWS has always stood for United Standing. Think about it, that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. We, but we always, we always, like I said, talk, we always stay, you know, united in talking about doing <clears throat> doing what we like to do. And we always like to, you know, spread the word out about it and invite more people to come be a part of it if they want. I mean, if they if they want to, okay. If not, that's fine. We're not going to make anybody do it. And like I said, I mean, we're we're very proud and very happy that we are <clears throat> we that we make that you think of us as as like I said, a family. And now uh, we feel honored and we feel privileged. And and like I said, I mean, we we always look after those, you know, who we always look after those who, you know, want to, who always, you know, who, <laughs> I get a little bit tongue-tied here when I talk about this, but we always, you know, who, 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 who like I said, who uh, that we... If there's anyone, like I said, that we we feel that um, that we, we see that that that, that 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 there's a problem with and all that, we would like we always like to extend the hand. And if there's any, if there's anything ever anything that you wish to you know say to us, tell us, you know, like I said, you you be you feel free to let us know about it. We feel honored and we feel privileged here in WWS, the groups, the shows, and all that. That, um, that you are, that you think of us as, as like I said, as what we have been talking about here for quite some time, and that is, like I said, a family. And like I said, if there's ever, ever anything that we anybody can do, I mean, just always, just as always, just let us know. All I, that's pretty much all I can really sum up here. Um, JD, you want to add a little something to the mix? Yeah, sorry. I'm here. Sorry. Unless there's something you want to add to the mix? No, I'm uh, you take over. Okay, so, Fonzie, there you go. You are you are you are always indeed welcome here. So don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. Because like I said, I mean, if anyone has a problem with 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 you ever popping on on any of our shows and what have you and all that, I mean, the only person that has a the, the one one person that definitely has a say so in in, determ- in in determining who can pop on the shows and all that is me. So I mean, so. If they have a problem with that, all they have to do is just confront me, and I will talk to them about that. And then, like I said, I mean, we always get the problem resolved, and then boom, and everything's 
hunky dory again. It's taken care of. So don't worry. So don't worry about it. You're okay. You're fine. Okay. I think Anne is. Anne was getting a little bit anxious uh, here, so I think she's. I think she's ready. JD, are you ready there, Bud? Ready. Fonzie, uh, are you ready there, Bud? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, John, are you ready, Bud? Anne, are you ready, there, girl? I mean, uh, sweetheart. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she's ready to. Okay, JD, you'll start it off. Of course, categories are are the clues are one, two, three, four, and five hundred. Again, we go back to the original routine like we did before, and this is a set we've done before, but I'm just going to redo it since we're doing it all for fun. The categories are wrestling movies, guest referees, Royal Rumble, Scott Steiner, and WCW's worst matches. JD, you're up first. Let's start with uh, Scott. Uh, let's start with WCW's first uh, matches for twenty. That'd be two hundred. Okay. 200, yeah. yeah. So w- you want the worst WCW worst matches? Yes. For two hundred. Okay. Okay, JD. At Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety-two, Jake Roberts and Sting had a terrible match with one of these on a pole. What is Cole Myers' glove? I'll be right back, and it's my final answer. That's it, and that. JD's got it. All right, Fonzie, you're up next. What's the category? Wrestling movies, guest referee, Royal Rumble, Scott Steiner, and WCW's worst matches. Uh, Royal Rumble for 500. Royal Rumble 500, okay. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. Fonzie, in 2011, the biggest rumble, which had 40 entrants, was won by this wrestler after eliminating Santino Morella. What what was Kane, my final answer? You said Kane? Yeah. It was Alberto Del Rio. Oh. Oh. I was going to have to give you a hint, but... Yeah. John, you're that's okay. That was a good guess, though. John, you're up next. We're on. It's not for fun, Fonzie. So you don't. So you don't need to stress out. No, no, no. Okay, John wants Scott Steiner for three hundred. John, I don't think he's worth that much. <laughs> uh, okay, Scott Steiner for 300. John, Scott Steiner was had this entry number at the 1994 Royal Rumble. John has... Whoa, nice guess, John. He's right. It was number one. Good guess, John. Uh, and you're up next.
Okay, and um, one, two, four, and five is left in that category. Which one would you like? Well, don't start going in. We'll start that. Okay. Okay, Ann is taking Scott Steiner for 500. Okay, here we go, Ann. Okay, Ann. On June 3rd, 2007, Scott Steiner was kicked in the throat by Apollo, causing a torn trachea and nearly died in this country. Yes, and I can give you a hint. Uh, San Juan. And you're close. She said Mexico. It was actually Puerto Rico. A good guess, Arian. Good guess. Uh, JD, you're up next. I'm going to take Scott Steiner for five. And just actually did that one. 200. 200 and Scott Steiner, okay. All right, uh, JD. Scott often uses a standing camel clutch to win matches. What is the Steiner recliner? Yep, the Steiner recliner, that's it. Fonzie, you're up next. Okay, hold on one second. I didn't quite hear you there, Fonzie. You'll be there in a second. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm here. Sorry. That's your Um, problem. Give me a Royal Rumble for 400. Royal Rumble 400, okay. Okay, Fonzie. Five wrestlers have won the Rumble match twice. He is the only man to win it three times. I'm going to say, I might be wrong. I might shoot my, I might shoot my foot in my mouth if I get this wrong. But I'm going to say Randy Orton is my final answer. You're close because it's because it's you kind of use the same animal as a as a uh, mascot. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah, oh, I knew it. Oh. God, you're up next. Oh. Oh. 
I'll take famous belches. <laughs> John's taking Royal Rumble for 100. Okay, John, here it is. John, Jim Duggan won the first Royal Rumble in 1988, which took place at Cops Coliseum, located in this Canadian city. John, that is, whoa, nice guess, John. He's right, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And if you didn't get that right, Gerard was on here, he would twist your head off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not too far from his next little Nope. And you're up next. Yes, I say that every. I, I do. I do whistle that at the end all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, and you want Royal Rumble, uh, two and three hundred or less, there, my dear. And wants Royal Rumble for 300, and here, here it comes, man. <clears throat> and this tag team made their WWF pay-per-view debut on January 24th at the 1993 Royal Rumble, where they defeated the Beverly Brothers. Okay, Ann, I'll give you a hint. Rick and Scott. Oh, your brother. And you're right, it's the Steiners. Nice job, Ann. Very, Very nice. nice. Very nice indeed. JD, you're up next. <sighs> Sorry. Don't oh, start that, JD. I'm trying not to. All right, I'm going to take WCW Worst Matches for 500. All right, Worst Matches 500. All right. All right, JD, the 91 Halloween Havoc. There was a Chamber of Horrors match with two teams of four to win you had to get an opponent into one of these. Was an electric chair. That's right, an electric chair. Bonzi, you're up next. Okay. Uh, what do we do yet? 
The two categories that have not been touched are wrestling movies and guest referees. Okay, give me guest referees for 100. Guest referees, 100, okay. All right, Fonzie. In the Bret Hart versus Steve Lawson match at WrestleMania 13, he wore the stripes as guest referee. Were these tights? Stripes. Stripes. He wore he wore the stripes as Who's guest referee. referee. Yeah. Can I get at least a little hint here? Shoot fighter. Yes. Uh, Good fighter. Oh, I got, I got, I got a good one, and that's a good JD. We're gonna put this together. Maybe this might kind of help Fonzie a bit. He was an Ultimate Fighter who could have been from Ireland. Finley. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. When we say Ultimate Fighter, we were actually talking about UFC. The answer was Ken Shamrock. I knew that. Yeah. The world's most dangerous man. Yes, sir. Oh, man. All right, John. John, you're up next. Okay, John, uh, let me see here. All right, John, the only one left in that category is 200. Okay, John, John is going to clean out the Royal Rumble category for 200. Okay, John. In 2007, John, he won the Royal Rumble and went on to defeat Batista at WrestleMania 23. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's yawning already? Yeah. And, John, you're right. It, is, was, it was, in fact, The Undertaker. Okay, and you're up next. Ugh. And, Anne, let me go ahead and tell you what you have left. Wrestling movies, all five clues are still there. Guest referee, two, three, four, and five. Scott Steiner, one and four. And WCW's worst matches, one, three, and four, is still left. Okay, which, okay, uh, one or 400 in Scott Steiner, and. Okay, she wants Scott Steiner for 400 Would he take that much? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, uh, and here you go. 
After turning on his brother Rick and joining the NWO in early 1998, Scott briefly used this nickname before deciding on the now more famous Big Booty Daddy. How did you pay? Okay. Okay, Anne is saying Anne is saying Anne is saying Big Papa Pump. Um uh, and the, that's a good guess. The actual answer he was at one point he briefly used the nickname White Thunder. I didn't know that. But that was a good guess, man. Very good guess. Uh, JD, you're up next. I'm going to take Wrestling Movies for 200. Wrestling Movies 200, okay. Okay, JD. I may not even finish this before you get a chance to answer it. This 2006 American sports comedy film with Jack Black is loosely based on the story of a real-life Mexican Catholic priest who had a 23-year career as a mass luchador he competed in order to support the orphanage. He Not directed. Charlie Ray. Everybody say it. Not Charlie. Okay, yep, that's right. Not Charlie Ray. Bonzi, you're up next. Okay. Um, I want some nachos, guys. Let's, let's do movies for 400. Okay, rest of the movies 400, okay. Okay, okay, um, I'll think your name in a minute, Fonzie. Sorry about that. But, but, but this one might be a little bit hard, but, but we'll give it a try here, bud. Let's give it a try. Several pro wrestlers appeared in this 1979 film starring Sylvester Stallone, which was also his directorial debut. One else one, you know this one. Was it Rocky One? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Paradise Alley. Oh. Uh, a good guess, though, Fonzie. Very good guess. Uh, John, you're up next. All right, uh, John wants movies for 300, okay? All right, John, this 2008 film starred Mickey Rourke as Randy the Ram Robinson. 
John, you are correct. It is the wrestler. Okay, and you're up next. Take a look at my enormous team. Ann is going to clean out Scott Steiner for one. <laughs> oh, okay. She's going to clean out Scott Steiner for 100. Okay, here you go, Ann. Okay, Ann, here you go. Scott Reichsteiner, who wrestles as just Scott Steiner, was an amateur wrestler at 190 pounds for this university. Detroit. Detroit, Rock City. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. Easy there. Hold on. Easy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song, though. I like that song. <laughs> the movie was even funnier. Yeah, I remember the movie, too. What, is Detroit, Rock City? Movie? Yeah. And great job. That was it was indeed the University of Michigan. All right, JD, here's what we have left for you there, bud. Wrestling movies one and five. Yes, referee two, five. three, four, and five. Yeah, I I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Wrestling movies for five. Wrestling movies for five, okay. Okay. <clears throat> J.D., this 1981 film about the trials and travels of a female wrestling tag team the and their Dolls, played by Peter Falk. Uh, oh, the California Dolls are all the marbles. I've seen it. Good movie. Well, either one would have been correct, and you got it. All right, there you go. Nice job, J.D. Sponsor, you're up next. Okay. Right. Uh, Guess referees. Two, three, four, and five. Three. All right, for three. Guess referees. Okay, uh, Fonzie. In a in a title match between champion Triple H and the British Bulldog, this man made a terrible guest referee, ignoring low blows and pinfalls, fighting with both participants, and then leaving with the title belt. I'm going to say, was it Mike Tyson? It was The Rock. Good game. I was going to say that. Oh. That was on a SmackDown, wasn't it, J.D.? Yeah, it was. Okay. John, you're up next. Wrestling movies, one referee, two, four, and five, and WCW worst matches, one, three, and four, still left. And I have the belt. And John, this is for you, buddy. Oh, thank you. 
Don is picking WCW's worst matches for 300. Okay. Here we go. John, on a December 2000 episode of Nitro, these two had a match for the championship where pinfalls did not count and there were four boxes on poles. John, you would be correct, sir. It was indeed. The match was between Booker T and Jeff Jarrett. That's right. <laughs> Jaden, you want to start finding the prices right winners sound there in a minute. <laughs> oh my. All right, and what we got left is Wrestling Movies 100, Guest Referee 2, 4, and 5, and WCW's Worst Matches 1 and 4. Okay, she is going to she's going to clean out the wrestling movies category for 100. Okay, and this 2000 WCW wrestling movie starred David Arquette. And let's get let's get blank blank blank. I don't know what other way to do that do that because I would have been a dead giveaway. That's your final answer, Ann. She says, fired up. <laughs> the answer, Ann, is ready to rumble. A good guess, though. Ready to rumble! Well, let's get fired up. <laughs> RJD gets the three, two, four, and five. Worst matches, one and four. Worst matches for four. Worst matches for four. All right, JD. Over a year-long buildup was flushed when Hogan's ego derailed what could have been a great match with this man at Starcade 97. Who was Sting? Yeah, it was Sting, indeed. Bonzi, you're up next. Okay. Uh, worst matches, what's left? 100, you want that one? Yeah. All right, 
Let's point out WCW worst matches for 100. All right, Fonzie. Fonzie had uncensored in 1995. Hulk Hogan's ego again ruined things with Vader in this type of match. Uh, was it the WWE WCW Heavyweight Championship? Uh, well, this was, uh, it was, it was, it, it was close. Uh, it was a strap match. Oh. Strap yeah. match. Yeah. Now, it may, it may, I don't know if that match was a title match or not, but, um, uh, um... All right, John, folks, what we have left is guest referee two, four, and 500. Um, John will pick one, and then Ann will pick one, and whatever is left, everybody will get a chance to answer that last question. John, the category that's left is guest referee. The clues are left, that are left is two, four, and five hundred. You will pick one, and then Ann will pick one. Whatever clue is left, everybody will get a chance to answer the question, the final question. Okay, John, you're taking the guest referee for two hundred. Okay, here is yours, John. John, when Vince McMahon had a match at WrestleMania 17 against his son. Shane, this man was... Okay, let me rephrase that, John. When this man had a match at WrestleMania 17 against his son Shane, this man was guest referee. It wasn't 16 or 17. I, said, I did say 17. said 16. I just want to say 17. No, I think you said 16. I, I might be wrong. I, I said, I might I said wrong. I'm not sure. WrestleMania 17 against his son Shane is what... Okay. I may have them. If I did, okay. I'm not even talking too fast. Oh, yeah. I'm going to shake it off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, John, you're right. It is, in fact, Nick Foley. Okay. Uh, and 4 and 500 is left. Hey, that looks easy. Okay. Okay. Anne's taking it for taking the category for five hundred. Here here it is, Anne. He made his debut with WCW as a special guest referee for a match between Bischoff and Larry Zabisco at Starcade nineteen ninety seven.
and the excellence of execution. give you a better clue. His nickname is the Hitman. And I'll give you another one. He's from Canada. And you're right, it is Bret Hart. All right, everybody, JD, Fonzie, John, and Ann, this is your, everybody, this is your, y'all's question right here. Everyone will get a chance to answer this one right here. And y'all have, y'all have, y'all have a couple minutes to think it over. And good luck, everyone. Okay, here we go. And it's, and it's 400 in guest, in the category of guest referee. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. She served as the guest referee in 2012 in a no-disqualification match between the champion CM Punk and the challenger Daniel Bryan. J.D., I'll start with you. Who was A.J. Lee Punk? Bobby. A.J. Lee. John. He also says that. He also says... A.J. Lee, Brooks, Punk, whatever you want to say. And, and, and everybody is right. It is, in fact, A.J. Lee. So everybody wins. Yay! Yay! Everybody, everybody wins. Everybody, take off the tops. Hey, everybody. <laughs> 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 the time's a party. Okay. Freaking. <laughs> And John, that's all he's got to say about that. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Okay, JD, anything else you wish to say there, bud? No, but be ready for Monday, folks. We're going to have a lot to talk about. The playoffs coming up, however. Good luck to your boys this weekend. The Emmys are this Sunday. But, of course, the big thing is, the big uh, gold uh, thing is, we're going to talk about the biggest game of the year, the national championship game, and, of course, Monday Night Raw live from Memphis coming up this week. But also, finally, we can say, however, starting on Sunday, however, we're going to be out of this deep freeze at least for a little while. However, it's going to start warming up maybe in the 40s and 50s by next week. So thankfully, at least for a little while, we're going to, after tomorrow, we're going to be out of the ice box at least for a little while. 
But other than that, stay warm tonight out there. Be very, very careful. And I am watching right now as we speak in like this. An old one from February 16, 1985. And like I said, I've plugged this guy before. And if you have not seen him on YouTube, guys, I suggest you check out his stuff. However, he is very, very a real good uh, guy I subscribe to exclusively watching old stuff. The Wrestling Collector, Mr. Rick Hall. And this is from February 16, 1985, believe it or not. This was two days before the war to settle the score. And, of course, two of the matches you will see in the old Spectrum. It is going to be... A very unique one. Hulk Hogan versus Brutus Beefcake for the very first time. And also, Bruno and David San Martino teaming up against the late great Bobby Heenan and Mr. Wonderful in a tag team blockbuster. But check out the Wrestling Collector. He has a lot of old stuff, whether it be from uh, like back in the 70s and 80s, the NWA, the AWA, the UWF Mid-South, Georgia Championship Wrestling, Florida Championship Wrestling, ECW, WCCW, FMW, SMW. I mean, he has it all. Be sure to check out, start looking at some of these videos, because like I said, we've put some, so many of these videos in to movie fans worldwide. However, like I said, however, this is one guy you will definitely enjoy watching a lot of his old stuff, believe me. And also in the Movie Fans Worldwide 2.0 page earlier tonight, I actually posted a full episode uh, from a season of Home Improvement. So you have an opportunity to take a yes, look at I that. Yes, I will Which season was it? Season one? I'm not sure which season it is, but I think it's the one where he, where Tim actually saw one of his sisters-in-law naked. Oh, I, like, I remember that episode. That's a good one. The one I like is whenever the, one of the kids I uh, was doing, what was it, uh, Christmas time, they spelled out Noel and it spelled out Leon. Yeah, and she says, Tim and I saw each other naked. I didn't mean to. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, one. that was. That, that was. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was fun. Check that. Definitely check those out. And also here, folks, be sure to continue oh. to check out. Uh, continue to check out WWUS location of animation. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWUS cartoon history for. Uh, for more uh, classic animation stuff, a lot more stuff has been added on, including some stuff here uh, just yesterday. More Looney Tunes stuff, more He-Man. Uh, we've added on a couple episodes of uh, some old 80s cartoons, including uh, Brave Star and Galaxy Rangers from the 80s. Also, a couple of Voltron movies, as a matter of fact. Uh, so, so y'all, uh, you're going to be in for. Uh, a real big time, tr- also a Garfield movie as well has been added on there as well. So definitely check that out there as well. And more older stuff that will be will be put on there here this week, this weekend as well. Uh, <clears throat> and let us know what you think here. Uh, we'd love to get some thoughts and opinions on each on each of the episodes and everything. And uh, be sure to enjoy everything there in the location of animation. For the Iceman, J.D., Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, uh, the Rattlesnake, and Neil Patel, and also the Last Kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. This is Mr. W.S. Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much for joining us here tonight for episode 441 of W.S. Revolution. We also want to thank Ambrose Rollins Range Shield News for allowing us to bring us bring their live, our live video feed for episode 441 in there tonight. You can watch that video, of course, at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Shield Cena News. Uh, if you want to go back and enjoy some interesting moments here from tonight's show. Revolution is a broadcast of the, of the WWS radio network right here on talkshoot.com. 
but we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. <clears throat> Everyone, please continue to stay warm out there. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll definitely see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. God bless everyone. We'll see you on WWS Power Hour tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m., 141-364-POUND. Join us for that. Uh, God bless everyone, and have a great evening. Good night, everyone.